0: Hello and welcome to the OddsChecker Betting Show. This is, of course, your Masters Preview sponsored by Boyle Sports. I am your host, George Ellick, and I'm delighted to be joined by OddsChecker's golf tipster, Niall Lyons, fresh off the plane, straight from the tarmac, home, into the office to write the OddsChecker Preview. Nile, how are you doing?
1: Yeah, not too bad. Tired, as we we'll say, but uh, t- I spent the weekend of Villamira, which was quite nice. It's quite some. Sun- sun on my back before the masters week this week it was my 10th wedding anniversary in fact so uh, ah nice congratulations I spent, I spent most of the weekend quite jealous of watching fellas get into uh big black jeeps with their golf clubs fired into <laughs> the back and off to the nearest golf courses but uh yeah i didn't bring my clubs this time but hopefully next time
0: I reckon on a ten year anniversary holiday, if you had gotten to one of those Jeeps, you wouldn't have had a twenty year anniversary holiday in ten years' <laughs> yeah. time. <so. laughs>
1: yeah, I thought I thought that was for the best. So <laughs> Yeah, good. Next good time, call. as we say.
0: Uh, as I say, delighted that Ball Sports are sponsoring this show today. And who are you backing the viewer to win the green jacket at Augusta? Whether it is keeping the faith in Rory, Scotty Sheffler, John Rahm, or somebody like Victor Hovland. Could be primed to challenge. Interesting use of Hovland there. We'll get on to him in a second. Uh, But sports are offering new customers £20 in free bets after you place a £10 bet on the Masters. So they're also paying up to 12 places and then you pick your own extra places for the first major of the year. So you can choose six, eight, 10 or 12. And once the golf gets underway at Augusta, ball sports have you covered with a r- wide range of in-play markets, including all the three balls and two balls. You can also use their ACCA rewards to boost your selections up to 100% on all golf ACCA's as well, whether that be in-play or pre-event. Uh, for more info, head to ballsports.com and do always remember, please, to gamble responsibly. Um, so yeah, cheers for Ball Sports. Make sure if you don't have an account, you go and sign up now. A cracking offer for the viewers and listeners to the show. And as I say, with the multiple places on offer too, I will run through as Niall gives us his selections um, as to um, what the prices are and you know looking at the market as it is now and I'll I'll take the prices for the the 12 places here just to to give an idea of what you're looking at if you if you want to maximize the place of the boils Rory McIlroy is 5 to 1 Scotty Scheffler 11 to 2 John Rahm 7 to 1 Jordan Speith 12, Justin Thomas 12 to 1 Patrick Cantlay 14 to 1 as Shoffley. and then uh, Cam Smith the shortest priced live golfer of course who came close to winning it last year um, before being the, the latest of many to full foul of the famous 12th Augusta uh, on, on the Sunday um, is, is 14 to 1 as well, 16 to 1 bar those. But of course, if you go for the the the, the fewer places, for example, McElroy, who is uh, 5 to 1 with 12 places, is 7 to 1, 6 places, 13 to 2, 8 places and 6 to 1, 10 places. So you can see there that you can kind of pick your odds, pick your places <clears throat> and maximise your profit based on that. And we start on McElroy because, Niall, he is your headline selection this year
1: yeah uh go into the masters every year almost uh like really afraid to get it wrong more than anything else quite confident when it comes to the US open and open championships that you know i can land on the right player but there's i don't think there's anything worse than watching the masters over the weekend like maybe even with a runaway victor, uh, a runaway wither or something like that but you haven't got a man in the hunt it's just it's desperate so th- there's more of a fear of getting it wrong uh, and especially when you're back in Rory McIlroy uh, you can be made to look a bit silly sometimes but uh, nevertheless like, th- his form which of course started here last year with that on final round uh, has been exemplary ever since and yeah, i think he was quite unlucky looking back not to win a major in 2022 especially at the open championship you know where he did everything right and sometimes putts just don't drop on a sunday no matter how well you're hitting them and he didn't really hit any bad putts they just didn't drop so he was a shit unlucky that day uh, his ball striking heading into augusta is absolutely tremendous and what is telling i think this year compared to previous years is that McElroy has had his problems this year with the driver and the putter at different times and both those aspects have been solved quite quickly which is not usually the case with McElroy whenever he has a problem with a certain area of his game it usually takes longer for that to iron out but he changed his putter and he well he was made to change his driver and he finally found a driver that looked to be working in Austin at the WGC uh, the match play. So yeah, things are really looking up. The wet conditions that are materializing now as well. We've seen it at the the ladies event last week towards the end of the week at Augusta as well, and then the forecast for the rest of the week as well. The wind might not suit McElroy. Who knows what side of the draw he'll be on in, in terms of that, but the rain will certainly help and maybe edge towards, you know, almost like a 2020 Masters when Dustin Johnson won in November, Uh, if anything, head towards that. And I think it'll be almost more difficult for, you know, those around the greens. We always talk about work around the greens here at Augusta. I think it'll be different or it'll be more difficult for players who uh, separate themselves, usually at Augusta with their short game. The likes of Jordan Spieth. I think it'll become slightly more difficult just because Play around the greens will undoubtedly become just a bit easier with soft conditions. Uh, So everything towards Markel, he's got four wins in his last, uh, I think, just 18 events, which works out at uh, one win in every four and a half events for the last uh, just well just short of a year. So we're getting seven to one this week. Where he has only been out of the top 10 twice, I think, in in the last nine appearances here so I was half tempted to go win only this week just because of the price but he's very rarely out of the frame here no matter how badly he starts so uh, yeah it's I think it's you have to go with one of the top three I think at some stage of the week you'll almost regret not betting one of the top three so you have to choose between them and Scheffler has the defending champion thing going against them and Ram just has uh, not quite as good preparation as the other two I think so yeah the top bets Rory and fingers crossed that uh, the time has finally come to land a grand slam.
0: As somebody who had just made peace with the fact that they won't be backing any of the top three in the market now I could have done without you saying that um, but, but um, yeah I mean a great case made for Rory and, and undoubtedly you know there's always a lot of eyeballs on Rory, whether that is because he's, you know, the the, the great hope um, from those of us either side of the Irish Sea, or you know, in you know, in the States where he's a he's a superstar around the world as well. But because of the controversy at the moment with Live Golf and, and with you know that every single Live player who could feasibly you know be invited to the Masters turning up at Augusta um, this weekend as well, there is of course added pressure. We we saw a snippet of how he would deal with that pressure when. You know, going toe to toe with Patrick Reed um, a couple of months ago, and, and of course he came out on top. You know, he's somebody who's had issues with pressure in the past, and not always because you know he's won a lot of golf tournaments. How do you think he'll deal with what is? You know, there's no denying that a Masters win for him would 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 mean more anyway, given the prestige and the fact that he's come so close in the past. But even added value to that,
1: given what's going on in the world of golf at the moment. Well, it's, I think recent evidence suggests that. He is answering those questions. I think it was more than just a snippet of how he would deal with it, the, the, the manner in which he won in Dubai, mm. uh the Monday the Monday finish that day. Uh, obviously he had the controversy with what happened with, with Patrick Reid earlier on in the week on on the, on the range. Uh, there and then obviously you had the the uh, incident up the tree with a lost ball as well. There was plenty of uh, talking points that week, but to have Patrick Reid playing ahead of him and seeing him you know he he was he was absolutely tremendous Paddy Reid that that Monday Mm -hmm. and the punches that he threw at McElroy was you know normally we, we would we would do this podcast every April and come up with various reasons as to why McElroy doesn't quite uh fit the bill or doesn't quite meet your expectations but this year that that win in dubai for me was almost like a major one i don't think and he said so when he came off the green when he was interviewed he said he had never felt pressure like that in a long long time and i would suggest that it probably goes back to one of his last major wins was the last time he felt pressure like that because i think the weight of the, the golfing world and especially the the the, uh, the way he's carried the pga tour in the last 12 months that that, that victory was <laughs> It it was it was like a major one I think and then of course he was he was uh, in his third match in the match play as well when there was question marks around his drive and he he was up early in that game and then was taken to the 18th hole and that drive on the last that we seen mm. like, where he knocked it to four or five feet in that par four when he was under severe pressure after being up early in the game and still being taken down the 18th. Uh, I think he, I can't remember whether he would have been on a playoff then, or he would have been out. I think he probably would have been on a playoff. But uh, that drive on 18 was just a sign of how he can de- how he's dealt with that pressure again. So I'm quite optimistic that if it comes, if it comes around, that he has a chance of winning the Grand Slam. He is better prepared than, than he ever has been.
0: Five points each way is Niles headline tip here for Roy McElroy. As we say, you can pick your places at ball sport Seven to one, six places, thirteen to two, eight places, six to one, ten places, five to one, twelve places. Um they're all a fifth the odds. And you know, I'm sure if Roy McElroy does slip on the green jacket, Greg Norman will be the first on the eighteenth green to shake his hand and say, Well done. Maybe not. Um before we get into the other selections and I'm just going to ask you about the the other two in the market as well we should now just touch on um the you know the forecast and the weather and the conditions because you, you mentioned it there and there'll be a lot of you know casual golf fans who probably don't take much notice in what happens until the first tee shot is hit on a Thursday and um won't have read the uh, pretty treacherous conditions that it looks like we're going to be we're going to be seeing thunderstorms certainly looking likely on Thursday, and then the wind really picking up on Friday and the wet weather continuing through the weekend. You know, what does this mean in terms of the profile of golfer that you want to be backing and the the guys that you want to avoid?
1: Well, I think it'll definitely suit the longer hitters. Uh, This golf course is long enough without the uh, grass being mowed towards the, the tee boxes which it is makes it even longer than the than the yardage on paper and then of course with the, the recent downpours that there were last week and forecast for throughout this week as well uh, so apart from the wind I think this golf course is going to play incredibly long this week and those who those who hit the ball a mile will just have a significant advantage and I can th- see it being you know driving distance usually plays a part in but then like we have seen the likes of Danny Willett and Jordan Spieth when he was firing here wasn't the longest hitter and all this. there's been plenty of examples recently where long hitters really you know haven't dominated here but I think Dustin Johnson was a saying in November in the November Masters the way it was soft then, I think we're we're probably going to see similar conditions here. I know they have the sub air systems where they can speed things up, and we'll see how much they're used and whether it's whether it can speed it up or not. Because the the rain the rain that has fallen all year has already been at record levels. Never mind what's fallen in the last week. So I think it's I think it's going to be really soft and really long. As for the wind, that, that could play into some European golfers' hands. Uh, the likes of justin rose and shane larry and guys like that who who do have some form around here as well and know how to play in the wind uh but at the end of the day i don't think it changes the picture too much i still think around here the best golfers will come to the fore, and you know it's difficult to see a surprise result
0: uh, Niall sadly for you given I've got your number uh, up in the week before the Masters I I send you my ill-thought-out suggestions of who I'm going to back and you have to reply and I asked you what you thought of Keith Mitchell and you weren't too keen but all I'm hearing there you know longer hitters big drivers you know it's coming home for Keith in, in my mind Keith slipping on a green jacket on Sunday evening you heard it here first um but no one wants to hear what I think so we'll move on to um before we get on to the second selection, because it's another uh, player at the top end of the market, just, you know, people will, will want to hear your thoughts on on Scotty and Ram. You know, you mentioned there that um, not many golfers, uh, well, not many Masters winners can turn up the season after and defend their title. Not even that. I mean, Masters winners have a terrible record long-term after they win. It's it's a bizarre yeah. quirk, especially when you think that normally a Masters winner has pretty good form at the track before they win. Um, so in that with that in mind, is Sheffield pretty, pretty easy to swerve for you here, or, or like Tiger, who of course did it very successfully? Um, do you think he could be the
1: the outlier? Yeah, well, I think Tiger's the only one to do it in the last twenty three years or so, and uh, I think there's only been a couple before that as well uh, in the previous fifty or so. So he, he's 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 really up against it in terms of that stat. Who knows what it is? Whether it's expectation following that following the win the year previous or is it just to do with the obligations on the week and the Champions Dinner? I can really see the Champions Dinner being a proper headache in terms of preparation. Uh, what you have to deal with, and I would imagine it's it's almost a nerve affair as well for for the uh, for the winner to, to host an event like that in the lead up. So, and then you've got the par three contest too, that that family, mm. friends, and family often get involved with. So. Preparation in terms of the 18 holes that you're going to play, which they normally prepare all week for, playing it a couple of times, it's just it just upsets the equilibrium a bit. So that's probably the main reason for the for the bad uh, the bad record of, of defending champions. But uh, Scotty Scheffler is in the mould of a different beast compared to other previous champions. Just even like Garcia, Willett, Matsuyama, guys like that, I think Scully Sheffer could be, who knows, you know, but we are, this run of form is lasting, you know, two years now. Or so we're, mm. you know, previous golfers, even the likes of Ram and McElroy, when they've dominated, uh, the form just slips off at some stage, but it doesn't look like doing it with Sheffler. So he's they probably like right foot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah so i think he's probably got more chance than, than most previous champions uh to buck that trend but who knows as for john ram the other one of the top three uh obviously he was in great form at the start of the year but uh pulled out three illness after one round of sawgrass where i think he shot one under in the first day or something so he was he was in good shape uh and then he was Looked out of sorts at the match play and all too. So, I actually expected the from the drift for him to drift, a slightly bigger mark than what he has following those last few weeks. So, I think the price has made my mind up on that. But nevertheless, he can, he's one that he's one that could overcome it quite comfortably as well. They're that good. So, uh, it's hard to choose between the front three. But I went for McElroy just because there's those less negatives, and I think he's kind of dealt with the pressure all year uh, more impressively than he normally does. It's a funny one with Ron because his, it never really feels
0: in my mind like he's contended that much at Augusta. But his, his form there reads 27th, 4th, 9th, 7th, 5th, 27th. Um, kind of sneaky top finishes without really ever being in a melting pot apart from um, 2021 when, when Matsuyama won, um, where he was there on Sunday but not really being involved. Um, the next two in the market are, are Jordan Speeth and Justin Thomas. They're the same price, Speeth. Um, and Thomas both 18 to 1, 6 places, 16, 8 places, 14, 10 places, 12 to 1, 12 places. One of them just slipped off the preview uh, and the tips in on. And one of them, Justin Thomas, is the one that you've gone for. Uh, what is it, 2.5 points each way, is it, or 2 points each way?
1: Two, 2 points each way, yeah. 2 points each way, uh, JT. Yeah, I just think uh, the price more than anything else talks to me here. Uh, I think I've backed them at 14 to 1 and less uh here before in, in a couple of the last three or four renewals here and uh you know drifting towards that that mark that he is this week I think uh he's more than backable. He comes in with a uh, really decent ball striking form, great work around the greens all year long and has been consistent like that. Uh he hasn't lost any ground on the greens to the field since the US Open or sorry around the Greens since the U.S. Open uh, last June. So every performance, and we know that how good he is uh, from tight lays and, and chipping around the green. So, uh, but nevertheless, for, for not to lose any ground any single week since last June to the field is incredible. Uh, ball striking, he's not quite in the form that he was in the lead up to the US PGA that he won. Uh, his irons aren't quite as impressive as what they were in the lead in there, but... Uh, he hasn't missed a cut all season 60th was his last result uh, was worst result at sawgrass a couple of weeks ago but that has to be caveated by a really poor uh, putting display that week he was 10th to the foul spar a couple of weeks ago Uh, again excellent tee to green but just didn't uh, fire on the on the green so uh, his long game i think you could make the argument that justin thomas's game suits augusta more than any other player in the field, possibly. Uh, yeah, he's just burned a couple of t- opportunities here. Obviously, he had a 76 in round one last year and then came through the field. He went 76 round one, 66 in round two. He shot the round of the day and, uh the Friday last year. Come through the field to finish eighth then from being out with a wash and after round one. Uh, I think he led at halfway a couple of years ago as well. There's been a couple of opportunities that have just slipped through his fingers here, but... Justin Thomas doesn't let many opportunities slip through and if he gets another one here I think at Augusta he, he, he could he could barge down the door I think you know someone who has the capability now he's won two majors not many in the game have, have won more who are currently playing uh, so yeah I think the, the price that he's just drifted to in the last couple of weeks through not so much coming in slightly under the radar in terms of his finishes uh, makes him a bet.
0: Yeah, so uh, JT there, a bet. And I'm sure uh, for anyone who's watched the Netflix documentary, um, if JT and Jordan are watching this, they'll be delighted. And, you know, J- Spieth will probably owe Jordan a few qu- Justin a few quid, sorry, uh, for now choosing him over the other one. Uh, their competitive spirit seemingly has no bounds, uh, those two. Um, into uh, a couple more players, you've put up uh, two points each way. Uh, Zonda Shoffley, um, another one who's 22 to one, uh, six places, 20 to one, eight um 18 to 1 10 places 16 to 1 uh yeah 14 to 1 sorry 12 places <clears throat> what what about zonas chances another one with with kind of very good major form and good augusta form
1: as well yeah really good major form uh he comes here after he said th- last year he actually must have caught the masters which is a slight negative if you're looking at trends not many miss the cut and then f- go on to the win it the following year but he was 13th in the pga 14th in the us open and then 15th at the open at st andrews last year and i think you're always looking at guys who have decent uh form in recent majors and and he's certainly one of them who, who very rarely uh, lets you down uh he's gained strokes on the field in every single event he's played since uh since the masters last year a full year of gaining strokes in the field uh, which is incredible really that the his, his consistency is is top notch his last missed cut was the Masters here last year. He's since won three times, won the Zurich uh, team event and then the Travellers and, of course, the Scottish Open before the Open Championship last year. But his numbers are just through the roof compared to the field, like, consistently, where I just don't think he's going to be out of the places here this week. And mm. he's one who's usually, like, all the rage in, in betting markets in the run-up the majors. And I is it just me or... It, has there been very little chat surrounding Xander Schoofa? A lot, a lot of, a lot more chat around the likes of Tony Fino, who had slightly shorter. Doesn't really make sense to me that than Xander Schoofa. I, uh, I know you're that, quite you, keen.
0: <laughs> well, it's my big bet. That. That's a, that's a
1: Although, although you're, you're quite keen on him, and obviously his form's unreal as well, Tony Fino, But I think. The consistency of just Sa- of Sander Schouwef just suggesting me that he is definitely not going to be out of the top ten this week, which makes him a great pl- a great bat at the places. Uh, he does have form here at Augusta before, of course. Uh, he was seventeenth back in twenty twenty, and then third in twenty twenty one, second in twenty nineteen. Uh, so yeah, he's got everything going for him at the venue as well. So I'm surprised that we're getting those prices about him this week uh, with the players terms available
0: sorry that's just me cashing out on my female bets um, <laughs> uh, Zander there the, the next selection at a similar price a player whose um, rapid reascent of the game in the last couple of months has been incredible to watch uh, Jason Day who enjoyed um, some incredible form at Augusta early in his career former world number one looked like he had the, you know the, the world of golf at his feet really um and then various injury issues some personal tragedy these kind of strange um allergy and illness issues that he has as well all contributed to a, a bit of a fall from grace but you know he's 25 to 1 six places 22 8 places 18 10 places uh, 12 places uh, places 16 to 1 jason day there aren't many players are there in world golf currently playing as well as this man
1: yeah, absolutely, and that's one thing that I'll stick to my guns with this week. I think it is a mistake to leave Jason Day off any staking plan this week. If you're getting involved in the Masters, Jason Day has to be part of your of your plan. Uh, seven appearances so far this year. Worst uh, worst performance was tied nineteenth at Sawgrass, which is just incredible in seven starts, and and in the fields that he's played in, it was the Amex, uh, Tory Pines phoenix open riviera bay hills sawgrass and then the match play where he played quite well as well it's an incredible run of figures and strong fields and of course he does have the form around here there is of course the fear that you know an injury or an allergy uh, pops up throughout the week uh but it hasn't well i think there was a little bit at the match play that cropped up mm. but uh Nevertheless, he still played quite well there. But it's been consistent all year, and uh, he has the capability of if he gets in the contention here, he's going to be very hard to beat around Augusta. His game just is absolutely perfect for the place. His short game is is through the roof. Uh, his iron play might not be as impressive as some others above him in the in the batting, but what he do, he makes up for that, he will undoubtedly be one of the best performances performers around the green and on the greens which uh, every single year you know i mentioned in the trends piece that i wrote last week that around the green is actually more important than approach play around augusta over the last two years and uh although i do think around the greens will play slightly easier with the rain that's fallen, but uh, yeah everything points towards a big performance from from jason day and then there's the history with the the aussies around here as well i, just, I think uh, yeah, it would be a great story too, wouldn't it? After the, mm. his trials over the last couple of years and just how good he was, you know, back in you know 2015, 2016, it would be great to see him hit those heights. And for me, looking at him here, looking at his results, uh, I think he's not far off the level that he was back then.
0: Amazingly, he's just still at still 35 years of age, uh, Jason Day. Um, as I say, former world number one, somebody who I think everyone thought was destined to win one of these green jackets and maybe um, to crown off what has been an incredible year so far. Um, this might be the time for him to do it. Um, it. It was pretty clear to me, you know, not necessarily someone who was on my radar, um, but when you're looking through the prices here and you see Victor Hovland, sitting at 40 to one six places, the same price as Corey Connors, who, you know, whilst being an elite ball striker and having won last weekend, there are clearly putting deficiencies there. Matt Fitzpatrick, who comes in, you know, horribly out of form uh, and fitness issues can, are concerned there. Shane Lowry, who isn't in the same kind of form as, as we saw him in last season. Victor Hovland stands out in my eyes there as being the quality performer uh, amongst the guys this price. I can't really work out why he is that price and he's your, your next selection, another two-point each way, another
1: two-point each way to it. Yeah, I was half tempted to actually go bigger on the stakes, stakes on him. I was half tempted to make him uh, three points each way and make him the second-biggest selection. You know, looking back even in December, where he won the hero uh, at 16 under power there, he beat Scotty Scheffler, Cameron Young, Xander Schofler, Justin Thomas, Colin Morikawa, Tony fino John Rahm. The, they were the players right behind him at the hero world challenge that's uh that's just the level he can play to and when he turns it on god he's a he's a special special player and here this one will will really surprise you really surprise you seven of the last nine majors that have the strokes gained stats i think there was two uh during covid or the open championship i think during Mm. covid when maury cabal won i don't think the strokes gained were taken there seven of his last nine majors he has gained on the field around the greens.
0: That's mad. That I mean,
1: it, you ha, it?
0: does that stack up at, um, at Augusta, or the or the two where he's dropped shots? At, <laughs> those are the two the two Masters.
1: No, uh, yes, 2022 Masters is where he, he he lost strokes. He gained in 2021 Amazing. Masters and the, the US Open of last year were were the two that he, that he lost ground <laughs> on the field around the greens. That's incredible, isn't it, for someone who yeah. has that frailty and then he was dismissed by plenty probably including me at St Andrews last year for that sole reason as well uh because how many times are you you know within 50 yards of the green at, at St Andrews on a par four or a par five uh needing the chip and um, back then he was 22nd I do know where are we? third in the field around the greens at St Andrews yeah. it's it's incredible what he could achieve when he's, you know, maybe just like Salatoris that we've chatted about in recent years, who isn't maybe as bad as putter as what people made out anyway uh, the way he upped his game in the majors on the greens just, you know, it, it looks like it's a similar trend for Victor Hovland where uh, around the greens he, he starts performing in majors uh, of course he's been in Great form all season as well. Uh, Top 20 in Hawaii, 13th at Pebble, 20th at Riviera, 10th at the Arnold Palmer, and then third at Sawgrass uh, behind Scheffler and Terrell Hatton. I don't put much weight on the match play, there was no results there, but uh, everything points towards a big effort here. Fourth in the Open last year, and of course in the final group with McElroy on the Sunday. That just I can't stress how important that is in terms of bringing players on in the next major. Fitzpatrick was the last one we've seen who benefited playing with Mito Pereira in the final round of the PGA, goes out and wins mm. the US Open next time. Right? Uh, Hovland has every chance of, of just repeating that. And I think he was in the top six or seven or so uh, last year, heading into the final round at, at Augusta, although he was out of it with how far clears uh, Smith and Sheffield were. Uh, but I think he shot a, seven, a final round, 76 or something, to, to, for him to tumble down the field a little. But, uh, you know, he was in great shape after uh, three rounds there as well. So, yeah, I'm quite, I, I'm, I'm absolutely loving getting that 40-1 about him this week.
0: Yeah, I'm not surprised. Uh, looks like a cracking bet there. Uh, big to Hovland. Uh, and the final one to, to make up the list of selections for you in this year's Masters Nile is um, Cameron Champ. At a massive price, uh, 225 to 1, 6 places, 208 places, 175 to 1, 10 places, 150 to 1, 12 places. Um, went very well here last year with, a, I think, tied 10th finish. And you've seen enough in his game in the last couple of weeks, despite a miscut, to think that he might be set to go, go
1: well again. Yeah, well, here are his recent results: <clears throat> Cut, cut, cut. 53rd, <laughs> cut, 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 cut. <laughs> and here I am tipping him up in the Masters. Yeah. Uh, No, but it must be said, he missed a cut last week in Texas, but it was his best ball striking effort for uh, a good 68 68 months and it was his best effort with the Irons since uh, the Baron Nelson in May last year. Now he did miss the cut, but I was down to, he has been woeful around and on the greens for a long period of time now. Uh, but the exact same was happening last year in the lead up to the Masters. He missed a cut at Sawgrass and he missed a cut at the Texas Open before coming to the Masters and finishing 10th last year. And that's three appearances now 10th, 19th, and uh, what was his result? 26th. Mm-hmm. So he hasn't been outside the top 26 in, in three appearances here. He comes here and I would rate him slightly better form than what he did last year when he finished 10th. Uh, just simply because of that ball striking effort last week in Texas. Uh, and of course, the rain suited m- making this course. Re- if this course does play really, really long this week, then it'll it'll play in the Cameron Champs hand. Whether, he probably won't have enough, even if he's in contention, he probably won't have enough to win. Simply because of his putting and his work around the greens. But nevertheless, I think we could figure, I think he could figure this week at big prices. Uh, just simply because of the length of the course.
0: Cameron Champ, there, the final selection, in Niall's um, previews. Uh, just a couple more questions before we, we let you go, um, Niall. Firstly, live the live players. Um, now we've seen them be a big price, or <clears throat> maybe bigger than they would normally be for, for most events since the you know the, the competition was introduced last year. Um, they. Their performances generally in fields, including PGA Tour players, haven't been particularly good. Uh, is there anyone you can see from? Is, was there anyone that you considered even from the from the Live Tour uh, to that caught your eye at a price?
1: <clears throat> well, I took up Dustin Johnson at the start of the year in the, in the Post Preview, of twenty-five to one, thinking, uh, you know, if he showed any sort of form in the lead-in, that that would look quite pretty. He's around the same price now than what, than what he was then. Uh, hasn't shown much, obviously, but hasn't played much. Uh, I think he's played something like just over 20 rounds of competitive golf in the last, you know, six months or so, which is incredible. Yeah. But uh, obviously, Brooks won on last week. You know, you could see him performing well. You know, I, I, how how has this come about that it was only what three years ago that we were recording a podcast and I was defending the seven to one about Bryce and the Shamble. What kind of <laughs> what kind of world are we living in now? Uh, that there's three figures out of him this week, and uh, obviously the course could play really long if he turned up with any sort of game. Who knows? He he could figure well. He actually played well in the Open Championship. I think he was a top ten, definitely top twenty. I think at St Andrews last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, there's a few there. Uh, Harold Varner, I think, was a de- had a decent debut last year. Uh, but honestly, I can't really see any of them uh, winning the event. I really can't, simply because how many trends and how much form do we look at? Where where the winner of the Masters is usually really, really hot or has some kind of you know hot form coming in, and these mm-hmm. guys just aren't playing at the same at the same level, or even at the same intensity, I think, which really matters, the same intensity coming in the Masters. They won't have felt the same pressure like the likes of Scheffler did at Sawgrass. and guys like that, it's just hard to see them on a Sunday actually coming up with the goods in the heat of battle here. The other guys are just too good, I think, and have too much experience in recent weeks under that kind of pressure, where it just, it's hard to see any, any of them figure. What about you, do you reckon Dustin or Cameron Smith can?
0: No, I don't think so. I backed um, Taylor Gooch at a big price a couple of weeks ago,
1: um,
0: who's shortened up purely because he tied 14th last year. Um, clearly has the approach. You know, his iron play is, is very, very good. And it just seemed like compared to, um, you know, in terms of if you if you look at the the, the live players, um, the discrepancy in his price and those, you know, the shorter price just seemed a bit big. Um, but I'll be very happy if that doesn't get close if I never think about it again come come Thursday starting I think I think a massive part of it as well isn't just the amount of golf you play it's just you know for, for tall players especially those who, who aren't towards the top end of the game you know you have to make the cut in order to to make your cash I think as soon as you lose that intensity playing but live and your standards can drop so quickly because it doesn't matter how you play you know you turn up you get paid if you win you get paid even more Um, so that's my kind of look on it Um, a lot of talk what, what,
1: what, what about what about uh... Salatoris this week, we've often discussed him in the last couple of majors. Like how how, how are you gonna cope if, if he if he manages a victory this week? I won't. <laughs> but is is that is this a case, you know, where, we're thinking oh we're, we turned down thirty-three, forty to one about Salatoris whenever every single major in the last couple of years he's up his game and has almost won. Regardless of what obviously you can't there's there's the, obviously he was out with injury for for a time. He actually started quite well on his return from injury mm. and then has since tailed off a little but who knows you know around he has a perfect game for around Augusta too.
0: No, he does. I mean it would it would you would it would wound me. Um it's like I mean you need to try back Tedeki every year for about four, then left him off the oh, left him off the list of the year he won. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean, I guess also because of the Masters. You mentioned it there when you don't have a player in contention on Sunday. Partly it's because the pool of players that you think can win are so small that inevitably, if you've spent a long a long time looking through the field, you've probably considered most players. So when there's someone at the top end of the leaderboard, you think, oh, you know, that was an opportunity missed. That actually was a big price because, you know, it's easy to draw a line through those who don't have the length or don't have the, the iron play or, you know, don't have the game to, to suit Augusta. I mean, at least that's what I tell myself every Sunday, every
1: year. <laughs> yeah, well, that's like, you know, looking back last year, we discussed Scotty Scheffler and, and what, you know, what would be a, bag of a price And It was 16, 16 to 1 about him that week. And, you know, it's insane looking back that we turned that opportunity down, you know. I know. And then, yeah, you're right. I think that's part of the case against him this week as well. That if he goes and wins at 7 to 1, I think you're not going to be, uh, you're not going to be too disappointed that you weren't on. But I think la- looking back to last year, it was absolutely silly not to take the, the prices on offer.
0: I, I write a little but, preview for some some friends of mine who, who aren't golf fans, but, but tune in for the Masters every year. And I think a line in the preview was, um, "Sheffer and Smith are too short and anyone who tells you otherwise needs their eyes checking and come Sunday, look at the top end of the leaderboard and look who's first and <laughs> That, thankfully, we had Connor Smith on side in the in the open a couple of months later, so they forgave me. Um, Tiger is obviously going to attract a lot of attention um, over the weekend. Ball sports do have prices on to miss and to make the cut, eight to fifteen to make the cut, eleven to eight to miss the cut. I mean, given the conditions, it's, this is going to be a hell of a physical test. That eleven to eight looks big, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, it's good. It's it's a, it's a decent price to be fair. Uh, I haven't been part of pricing that up, <laughs> but uh, yeah, just for the length of the course and the lack of golf, obviously, you think uh, he, he could he, he he has to be a big candidate for missing the cut. Uh, early reports that I read earlier on today was that you know there was a few uh, misplaced shots, but his work around the greens was quite good. Uh, so yeah, who knows what all material is and that. It's a, I think it's a bit of a guessing game in terms of Tiger. The only thing is obviously, you know, that some punters uh, might not be alive too, is that uh, the Masters is a uh, a shortened field. There's only 88 players or so in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not like the it's not like the usual miscut markets where, you know, the top 70 and ties or whatever make the weekend. Uh there's, there's more than make the uh, there's more to make the cut here than, than miss it so uh I think it's it's one of those weeks where you have to take that into account and that's why a fair, a fair amount of players will be shorter than usual obviously to make the cut especially with that many uh, seniors in the field and that many amateurs mm. in the field they usually take up the bulk of those guys missing the cut so it's it's a rare occasion that some of the best in the game miss the cut here so uh, it's worth keeping that in mind when looking at that market
0: yeah, you can find that under Inventor Bet on the Ball Sports website. Loads of other markets there, and we don't have time to go through many of them. But um I know one did catch your eye in the top debutant market. There's each way betting here as well. um A quarter of the three, Tom Kim heads the market at seven to two, Tagala five to one, uh, Mito Pereira six to one, as kurt Kirk Hatiyama. But it is another bomber in the form of Ryan Fox at eight to one, who's always been a feature in your columns uh, and on the European tour or the DP World Tour, I should say now. And you think he could go well first time up at uh, Augusta?
1: Yeah, Ram Fox has hurt me down the years. He's been that inconsistent for me when I've been on, and then of course when I was on him at uh, t- towards the end of last year, and the the pain you went through watching Victor Perez holding pots against them and then beating them in the playoff. Uh, but he's had a bright enough start to uh, his PGA Tour career that, that this year he was 14th at Bay Hill, the Arnold Palmer, then 27th at uh, Sawgrass. Two very decent results there, around two quite tough golf courses as well. Uh, he missed a cut last week in Texas, but he was decent off the tee, His irons fell off the cliff. A little, uh, but nevertheless, I think he's got the talent to make it on the PGA Tour, without a doubt. I think he's got a special temporary membership now. Uh, so I, th- I can really see him being a success across the water and, uh, Augusta is one of them places where you can bomb it down. And I mean, he, and he's one of those who could shoot a really low score any of the days. So if he does make the cut or if he does play four rounds or even on the first round leader market, he could be worth considering one of those guys who could just, uh, make buddies for one, for fun, one single day and he goes on the par five. So even in the lost round score market, which will be priced all four days with boys sports as well. Uh, He'll be worth considering there, but I think top uh, there, be a, there's a few weak links towards the top of the market. I think Tom Kim will be vulnerable now the length of this course that's going to play. He's one of the shorter, for one of the more elite players on the tour, he's definitely one of the shorter hitters. Uh, I think Yama might struggle as well. Mito Pereira's in there from uh, Live Golf too, And then... You know, you've got the likes of, you've got obviously a bunch of amateurs in there as well towards the end of the field. So Rand Fox and I need the one with three places on offers. Uh a decent bet. And
0: that brings our Masters twenty twenty-three preview to an end. Uh, make sure you go and check out at Ball Sports because who are you backing to win the green jacket at Augusta? Whether it's one of Roy McIlroy, Scotty Scheffler, or John Rahm, or if you think that someone like uh, Niles' tip there, Victor Hovland was under Shoffler, Sheff- is primed to challenge. Ball Sports are offering new customers £20 in free bets when you place a £10 bet on the Masters. They're also paying 12 places and are letting you pick your own extra places for the first major of the year, whether that is 6, 8, 10, or 12. And once it's after weight, Ball Sports have you covered at the Masters with a wide range of in-play markets, including all three balls and two balls. You can also use their ACRA awards to boost your selections by up to 100% on all golf accumulators, whether that be in-play or pre-event. For more info, head to ballsports.com. Thank you very much to Narfacet for sharing his tips and selections with us. Enjoy the golf and please do ensure that you gamble responsibly.